So as we uh, move forward, today's title of message is Hooked. Hooked. And it's very appropriate for me, for everyone that knows me, I'm a fisherman. Yeah. So I love the fish, so it was able, easy to be able to go ahead and, and link this up uh, to, to fishing. So, um, but with our uh, 2017 goal this year of REACH, Raising Eternal and Community Hope, uh, our goal this year is to ignite nations. We want to be able to ignite nations. We want to be able to impact the four-state region, and we, w- we will influence our 20-mile radius of this campus here. We will influence a 20-mile radius here of our campus here, and that is through you. That is through you. So moving on, in the Power, power On series that we got going on here, uh, last week, Pastor Joe uh, preached on fear. Fear. And uh, I heard he used me as an example on a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to get him back. But anyway, fear. Uh, and, and today's message really kind of goes hand in hand with fear and, and what, what we, we deal with when we're dealing with fear and, and, and moving on here. So it says we're, if we're going to ignite nations and impact the four state area and influence culture, uh, we're going to have a use power from a greater power source than what we, we have ourselves. And Pastor Joel has given us, gave us that example of the vacuum cleaner, uh, where he had it plugged into the wall and using it, but nothing was working. Until he switched the power switch on, until he switched the power switch on, that then he was able to get the full effectiveness of that vacuum cleaner. And that's just like us as, as believers. We, we're plugged into the power source, but until we're activated, we're just basically going through the motion. How can we touch lives if we're not activated? One of the biggest things that, that uh, believers experience um, to, that was able to, to stop the power from flowing through them is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. You know, it's, a, it's a subject that, that a lot of people really don't like to hear about. It's, it's unforgiveness. But unforgiveness does not start just out just as unforgiveness. Unforgiveness starts off, starts off as you taking offense to something. Okay? The spirit of offense has destroyed marriages. The spirit of dis- uh, offense has destroyed churches, along with his, his little brother, the spirit of religion. So when we take offense to something, that's just a doorway of opening up to be able to let the enemy comes in, come in and cause you to, to, to get out of touch with where you need to be. And that's where unforgiveness comes in at. So looking at Luke 17, 1, it says, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. And looking at that, offenses. If you look at the Greek word, uh, the meaning of offense, it actually stands, comes out as scandalon. Scandalon. What does scandalon mean? Scandalon is a part of the, the uh, a part of a trap that the bait is attached to. It is the, the the really nice, beautiful, attractive part that is attached to the trap that we go for. Now, as a as, as a fisherman, I moved here from Chicago more than five years ago, and wanted to be able to um, move down to Texas so I can fish all year round. So 
Uh, it was easy for me to go ahead, like I said, to tie this in to, to this message today. Uh, and moving down here in Texas, um, where the bass are huge. Yes, the bass are big here in Texas. Yes, uh, but in order for me to go out and be a, an effective fisherman, I got to be able to do some things to be able to attract the bass the way they need to be attracted in order for them to bite the bait. Uh, and the nice thing is, is when they bite the bait, they, they get hooked. But the thing about believers, the enemy knows your tendencies. He knows your past. He knows the things that you have fall, fell to in the, in the past. And he wants to be able to get you attached to the bait. He's in no rush. He's in no rush. He'll put that bait right in front of your face every time. Someone screams out a racist comment to you. Are you going to take the bait? Baby mama drama. Are you going to take the bait? Hey, baby daddy drama. Are you going to take the bait? So, you know, he's going to put it in your face because he knows eventually you're going to take it. The nice thing about fishing is when the fish are not biting for one presentation, all you got to do is change the direction, put it back in their face, and give a different presentation to it, and they will hit it. There's a reason why big fish get big. They don't take the bait. They don't take the bait. Are you, are you going for the bait every time it's put in your face? You know, and, and, and being able to, to relate this to fishing, um, the, the nice thing about bass fishing and coming down here to Texas, and this is good here, certain times of the year bass are doing certain things that I know that I can bat, pattern a fish. I know where to go look at when they're doing it. And I know what, where to, which way the water needs to be, the wind needs to be blowing on the water to be able to make the effective presentation to the fish. The enemy knows the same thing about you. There are seasons in your life, what you're going to go through, that the enemy knows where you're going to be more vulnerable to taking a bait. He will know when to put it in your face and how to put it in your face. Just this, just this week alone for me, and speaking on, on this message of offense, um, just yesterday I had an incident with a good friend of mine and the thing that I said offended. Just yesterday. But she had a choice. She can either live with that offense or she can recognize it and move on. Yeah. We all have a choice. Also, one thing about big fish certain times of the year, big fish team seem to what they call school together. They're with each other. There's power in numbers. There's power in numbers. And, and, and think about big fish. When you, when, you, when you cast it out and they bite the bait, <laughs> when one bite, it normally activates the whole school. But if you're in a group of believers together that's standing strong with you, they can tell you when the, when the bait is not real and when it is. When the bait is not real and when it is. That's where you come together and be able to, to, to grow stronger together. And, and with an offense, if you let an offense fester and grow, it turns into unforgiveness. Yeah. Uh, 
Unforgiveness is the ugly manifestation of an unresolved offense. So in Matthew 6, 9 through 15, it, it's the Lord's prayer. says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others your trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others your trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Joel has said something about go and then the bread would be provided for you. And that's what the first half of the Lord's Prayer is. But if you notice, the second half of the Lord's Prayer is pretty much all about forgiveness. With forgiveness, unforgiveness in your heart, you actually put yourself in a prison. There's a prison that you actually put yourself in. And in Matthew 18, uh, we're talking about the ungrateful servant. Um, what the, the story goes where the servant was begging his master to be able to forgive him of the debt that he had owed him. And then uh, he goes out after he leaves the presence of his master and sees someone that owes him money, chokes him, and puts him in jail. Well, the master found out about this and called the servant in and said, you wicked servant, how dare you do that when I gave you forgiveness? And they turned him over up to the jailer. And in Matthew 18, Jesus actually says that my father would do the same thing to you. He would put you in prison. He would turn you over to the torturer. So we wonder why we're having problems at home. We're wondering why we're sick all the time. We're wondering why... Things are not going the way they should go at your house. Maybe there's some unforgiveness that in your heart that you need yeah. to let go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard for us to be able to say, how can I let this go when there's an injustice done to me? You're looking at injustice, in your, the injustice done to you in your face. How can I let that go? And we need to be able to look at that from a different angle. We don't look at it as we're giving them a free pass to be able to go ahead and run over us. We look at them as the Father looks at us. Yeah. I, will un I will forgive them so I can move on. Yeah. That person that offended you may not even know that you've been offend they offended you. Yeah. They're living their life, and you're sitting up there. Mm, I don't know why they're here today. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't go down that street tonight. You know, it, it, it's, you, you, you put yourself in a prison, and a sad thing about unforgiveness and the bitterness that comes with unforgiveness, it spoils over to your kids. It spoils over to the people around you. It is, it, it is, it is, it is the, the negativity that's involved with it for any unparticular um, uh, unforgiveness item that you're dealing with. So we need to power on. We need to power on. And in the way that we can power on, this reminds me of an a, a, a electrical circuit. Uh, my background is electrical engineering. So uh, electrical circuit, you can be plugged into the wall, you can actually have your power switch turned on and still have no power coming out. There's a circuit breaker. Your breaker might be tripped. There's no power being able to get to you where you need it to be because there's unforgiveness. So you have to examine yourself and ask yourself right now, is there anything 
that I need to give to you, God. The only way you're going to get over it is if you give it to him. The enemy, the enemy is, is out there. He is in no hurry for you not to take the bait. I put these tackle boxes here. He has specific baits for each one of us. Cole? Bonnie? Mitch? Raph? He has it all lined out. He's waiting for you to get in that perfect position so he can present the bait to you. He's waiting for you to get in that perfect position so he can get the bait to you. It says, uh, Pastor Joe lives by a person, by a statement. It says, it's not personal, it's maturation. When someone offends you, you need to use that time as a time to grow. Big fish get big because they, they know real food from fake food. Real food from fake food. First John, I'm sorry, uh, John 4, 31, it says, Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, say, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. Jesus knew about the food. He knew that there are going to be times in your life but the enemy is going to put the fake stuff in front of you. He's going to work it. He's going to, you know, that you have heard the term wiggle, wiggle the worm. That's what we do when we, fake, when we fish with fake worms. We're casting it out, and it's going to sit in your face and just dangle. Dangle. Or are we going to take that bait? Or are we going to take that bait? And before Moses was able to go and, and, and get the Israelites out of, out of captivity, uh, he, he met up with God in, in the mountains. And God told him to take off his shoes. He's in, you're, on, you're standing on holy ground. That holy ground that you're standing on is the power that God has for you to be able to go out and change and ignite nations. Amen. We have a mat right here. I wonder, Joe gave a great illustration last year on, on, on that very same scenario. It says, take off your shoes because you're on holy ground. You know, your shoes is in between you and the ground. That unforgiveness and bitter is your shoes. In order for you to move forward, you have to leave that behind. There are things that God wants to do in your life, but because of the shoes that you're wearing, you're not able to reach your potential what God has for you. We have a destiny. Each and every person in this room has a destiny of what something God wants you to do, to, to perform. There's heartbreak. There's hurt. There's things in our lives that we, we just don't understand. Only God knows. But as long as we're holding on to it, we're not able to receive what God has for us. We're not able to receive at all what he has for us. So, Really look at yourself and, 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 and examine your heart. Lord, is there anything that's stopping me to reach my potential for what you have for my life? Is there anything that you want to do through me? Unchecked forgiveness turns into bitterness. Unchecked forgiveness turns into bitterness. Have you ever been around a bitter person? 
I mean, I mean, have you? <laughs> you ever been around a bitter person? I mean, you you hate going to your company meeting because this guy, all he does. I need, this need to be right. You know, you always have that guy, that person that's always got all the answers to the, to the company's problem, but nobody wants to be, to, be, to be around him. There's bitterness. When you're surrounded and when you feel with bitterness in your heart, people tend to draw back. There's an isolation period that you will go through. And when you're isolated, that's when the enemy really attacks more. He attacks your mind. He attacks the things that you think about. He attacks your family because you have no support around you. Bitterness is the result of unchecked forgiveness. Unforgiveness. 1 John 1, 7 through 9, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's three keys that you want to live by when you're, when you're dealing with unforgiveness. The first one is stay walking in the light. Amen. Stay in his presence. You know, you hear a lot of people, and, and May Lee said it, said it great at our base group last week. She, um, she, she mentioned that a lot of people say that I, 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 don't need a, I don't need to go to church. This is my church. You know, my, my home is my church. And that's true to a point. But where you grow and learn is when you're surrounded by people of like faith. Stay in his presence. You have to stay in your word. You have to stay doing the things that he has called you to do. You have to keep your eyes on the prize, if you will. You keep your eyes on Jesus and everything will follow. And, and, and so stay in his presence. The next is stay in fellowship. How many base group people we have here? Base group is awesome. Base group is awesome. Reason being is because you can fall back on the people in your base group. You can open up to the people in your base group. You can, do, you can do things in your base group that you wouldn't normally be able to do in a whole corporate setting. Yeah. That base group um, is designed to be able to help you grow together. Bitterness and unforgiveness would actually cause you not to do any of that. It will keep you away from those people that are out to help you. Number three, it says if you take offense, confess that you took it and let it go. You know, and that's from the uh, prophet uh, Elza from the book of Disney. Let it go. Let it go. It's, 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 easy, it's easy for us to sit up here and say, let it go, because we don't, we don't have to deal with what you're dealing with. But you need to be able to let that offense go. Look at, the, look at the root of, of, of it from, from a bigger picture than what your feelings have taken. That hurt my feelings. You hurt me. Half the time, you won't even tell that person that. If you do, that person will make it right. 
but we can coon up and hold it in to the point to where we're sitting with unforgiveness and bitter. This is a tough subject to talk about. I know it's, it's, it's really quiet in here and people, it, it's, you know, I had to actually examine myself this week to say, hey, is there anything in my heart, Father, that, that I need to let go? Anything that I need to, 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 to be able to put down and hand to you so I can move ahead where I need to be? You know, if you ever mention the term I will never go to that church again. I will never go out to eat with them again. That's probably an offense that has taken place. That's when you need to catch that and be able to see what God actually is trying to show you and not what the enemy is trying to present to you. Uh, There's something that I I shared with our base group, again, base group. (laughs) There's something I shared with our base group. is reaction and response. How are you reacting to a situation or how are you responding to a situation? There's a lot of times when we react and out of reaction, self takes in and sin takes in and it's normally not good. But when we sit back and pray about it, we sit back and think about it and ask God to guide us, there's a response that takes place. There's a response that takes place. And when you handle things in a responsive manner, it works out so much cleaner. You know, you can't help if you offend someone. The person that's getting offended, they can't help that they took offense. But we all need to grow together to be able to see that we can grow, be able to do what we need to do to grow together. So if you do these things, you won't be a fish mounted on Satan's wall. And I, I, I couldn't get Joe to, to lay down on a sheet for me so I can hold him up <laughs> as an example of, of my trophy. But, you know, if you do those things, if you walk in the light, if you stay connected, and if you get offended, you confess that, that and, and move on, you will not be a trophy on Satan's wall. Yeah. Mitch, if y'all want to go ahead and come. Ministers, if you can go ahead and come. I want you, want you guys to think about, think, of, think about any offenses that just happened just this week alone. How did you react to it? Or how did you respond to it? Is there something that we need to bring to the Father today or this morning and lay it down? And leave it here at the altar, altar and, and, and move on? Talk about that prison. When you lay that down and say, Father, forgive me that I held this in, you'll hear that key to that jail cell open up. You'll hear it click. You might not feel it when you say it, but you confessed it. You're moving in the right direction.
God wants to be able to let you release that from, from, from your inner being and move on so you can be able to have the life that he has called you to have. You can be able to go ahead and impact lives throughout this 20-mile radius. We can be able to influence this city. We can influence this county. We can have an impact on the lives of people.